The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus was setting out on a journey when a man ran up, knelt before him, and put this question to him. Good Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You must not kill. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not bring false witness. You must not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to him, Master, I have kept all this from my earliest days. Jesus looked steadily at him and loved him. And he said, There's one thing you lack. Go and sell everything you own and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. But his face fell at these words and he went away sad for he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were astounded by these words, but Jesus insisted, My children, he said to them, How hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were more astonished than ever. In that case, they said to one another, Who can be saved? Jesus gazed at them. For men, he said, it is impossible, but not for God, because everything is possible for God. Peter took, it, took this up. What about us? he asked him. We have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, I tell you solemnly, there is no one who has left house, brothers, sisters, father, children, or land for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, who will not be repaid a hundred times over, houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and land, not without persecutions. Now, in this present time, and in the world to come, eternal life. This is the gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. Um, today is Sunday, Sunday of the ordinary time, which means uh, we're celebrating the resurrection of the Lord. It might be a bit difficult to remember that today is a day of joy and gladness because of the weather and the cold that's starting to hit us. Um, but today is Sunday, and I think that we need to remember the reason why we're here. Uh, we are here, all of us, each of us has heard once in their life uh, the word of Jesus. For me, it was on my mother's lap, I guess we're the same for most of you. Uh, we heard the word of God at church, we heard it in many circumstances depending on our lives. And we have 
decided to listen to this word because this word was powerful. Uh, I, I usually have a game when I'm invited to a dinner and I, I start to feel, to feel that it's a little bit boring. I ask the people, uh, can you please tell me what is your favorite word of God? And I remember being at a dinner with very fancy and rich people who loved playing and drinking and who didn't seem to be very interested in the word of God. But since I was a priest, I asked them, so what's your favorite word of God? And most of them didn't know what to answer. And our host, who was, uh, and still is, a very brilliant man, uh, who seemed to be more interested in, in parties than in the gospel, turned to me and told me there's one sentence that is very important to me. Uh, and he started being very emotional. Uh, it is, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. This is the word he kept from Mass, from his childhood. Uh, he remembered that he was a sinner who was not worthy welcoming Jesus, and this word kept him in touch with the Gospel. This man who had everything had been opening his heart, and he had told us uh, how the Word of God had reached him. And I'm sure that for each of us, there is one Word of God that is more significant than others. Can you imagine if today you were to choose the sentence of the Bible that you, you were to engrave, uh, to, to carve on your gravestone, which word would it be? What is the Word of God that you would choose and that would say everything that the Gospel means to you? For some of us, it could be very simply our Father. For others, blessed are the pure in heart. For others, uh, the word we heard today, everything is possible to God. We all have a personal gateway, a personal um, uh, path through uh, the mystery of God, through His word. Uh, this word, as the, the letter of, to the Hebrews said today, is a word that joins us at the deepest. Um, it is something alive and active. It is a word that cuts like any double-edged sword. But more finally, it can slip through the place where the soul is divided from the spirit or joints from the marrow. It can judge the secret emotions and thoughts. This is what the Word of God does. It reminds us of something else than just us and this world. There is someone talking to us and this someone is alive and wants our good. Uh, the Word of God reveals our secret emotions and thoughts, even those that are hidden to us. Uh, it sometimes corrects us and educates us. It strengthens us and comforts us. Uh, it, reveal, it reveals us a truth that human eyes cannot perceive. So why are we here today? Please try to remember the way I do. It's because we heard the Word of God. And try to remember what is your favorite one. What does the Word of God tells, tell us about our Sunday gathering, about Mass? He tells us that Jesus is risen from the dead. This is the great message, the great news that we receive from our faith. He's risen from the dead. Uh, you know that death is the last say of the human life we live down here. Death is what's going to happen to each of us. We are alive, but we already experience death. 
When I was a child, there was this tradition in my country. Uh, on Sundays, people would pay visits to each other. But of course, since we were paying visits to each other, we were not always there to welcome them. So when you were coming to somebody's place and they were not there, you would leave your visit card, you know, with your name on it, just to say, I came by, I was hoping to see you, hope to see you next week. And this is exactly what life, what, what death does with us. It leaves us a visit card. Each time we experience uh, betrayal, uh, financial insecurities, health issues, uh, painful misunderstandings in our relationship, each time it's death's visit card. Death telling us, I will be back on time, on the right day. Uh, death is a tunnel, something absolutely dark that we are all going to experience. And night and day, uh, it, is, uh, it, is a pres it is present. But today, what we're celebrating on Sunday, the reason why we came here, we came out our, of our houses, we went through the rain, it is because we believe and we know that Jesus is risen from the dead. Death has no more dominion over him. We can go through very difficult events. We can have had a very difficult week and we're scared about the next to come. But we know that Jesus is risen from the dead. So what could we be afraid of? Nothing, absolutely nothing can scare us. Uh, today I was reading this passage of the second letter to the Corinthians that I want to share with you. It says, um, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships and distresses, in beatings, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience and kindness, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons of righteousness in the right hand and the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as, as unknown, dying and yet we live on, bitten and yet not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor yet making many rich, having nothing and, and yet possessing everything. This is what our life as Christians is about. We go through these difficulties and every one of them could kill us, but instead of killing us, everything that this life brings us that could uh, put us into despair uh, actually gives us life, gives us hope. There is no event, there is nothing that's happening that does not reveal us uh, the presence of Jesus. Every sadness is a way to discover the joy of the resurrection. There is nothing in vain in our lives. And we came here this morning because the Word of God that is sharp, that is true and alive and vivid. This word is telling us that life is stronger than death. Jesus' life, not our life, but Jesus' life is stronger than death. We have heard this voice, and when we hear it, we realize that we need God's forgiveness because we have been relying on this life and not on His life. And so that's what we do at the beginning of Mass. We acknowledge our sins. 
the Catholic Church and the Christian churches in general are the only place in the world where you start a meeting by acknowledging your faults, your sins. If you have a team building meeting, people are going to explain to you that you're the best, that you're very important, very interesting. The church starts telling us, let us acknowledge our sins. We acknowledge our sins, we cannot rely on our own life, on our own power. And we receive the mercy of God, and we sing His glory afterwards. Glory to God in the highest. And after that, we are ready to hear the word of God, and to let this word transform our hearts. And after we have heard the word of God, we can receive the Holy Eucharist. The Eucharist looks like our lives. It's bread, a poor bread, a very simple bread. Nobody would say, this is your God. We know that through the appearances of this poor bread, there is the living God, victorious over death, who wants to give his life to us. Maybe we think that this week our life has been looking like this bread. It looks like, like nothing. It is not glamorous. It's not attractive. But our life, such as it has, as it has been, is the gateway to Jesus' presence. We know through his word that he's writing the gospel within our hearts. Whatever the things we have had to go through, might be a difficult boss, difficult relationship, pain and sadness, joy and gladness. Everything is a pen with which God is writing the gospel in our hearts. We love the gospel in the book. We must learn to love it in our own lives. Um, this, the reason why we are here today is that because Jesus is risen from the dead and is giving his life to us in the Eucharist. This is why we came. So, for this week, for today, actually, for the moment of silence we're going to have after this homily, I would highly suggest that each of us chooses one word of God. Pick one that to you means the reason why you are a Christian, the reason why you believe in Christ. If you had to, to pick one word of the gospel, one sentence, which one would it be? And during this week, uh, if you go through happy events, repeat this sentence to yourselves. If you go through sad and difficult events, repeat this sentence to yourselves. Because we know that this word is stronger than this world. We know that life Jesus' life is stronger than death. And if we keep this word as a treasure, it will help us pass this tunnel. It will help us to pass from death to life eternal. Amen.